For those who prefer Linux or are simply curious about Linux and other open source technologies, this is Category 5 Technology TV. Five Technology TV episode number two seventy eight for Tuesday the fifteenth of January twenty thirteen. Wow, I think I've missed about five episodes. Oh, hey, good to be here. How you been, buddy? I am well. Yeah. I am well. Yeah. Good thing you didn't catch me last week. I had the cold thing going on. <laughs> I, yeah, I love was... that just slight hesitation there. <laughs> I was just like, he's not going to say it, is he? The cold. The cold. Hey. Nice to see you, and nice to see you if you're watching on YouTube as well. Tonight, we are broadcasting for the first time ever live I'm gonna go to YouTube. through YouTube. No. Yeah. yeah. it's uh, Now, we've got a quick link. It's cat5.tv slash YouTube if you want to get right there. Uh, otherwise, of course, our YouTube channel is Category5TV without the dot. So you just lose the dot uh, from our domain name, and you're good to go. Okay. They're not going to do the closed captioning, I hope. Wouldn't that be amazing? Because no matter what you've read, I am not anti-American. He's Eric Kidd. I'm Eric Kidd. I'm Robbie Ferguson. Nice to have you here. Uh, hey, uh, we're also on Google Plus, and we've got our community all built and ready to for you to uh, join our community. Cat5.tv/g+, and we would love G to have plus. you as a part of that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Eric, we sent out a ton of prizes this week because you know we've got wonderful viewers who. From all over the world, have won some prizes from our. I guess Canada Post lost mine. In the. <laughs> it's funny you should say that because there were some things that I ordered for Christmas gifts on December third, and they never arrived. So January twelfth or something, the company reshipped them. Oh. Because they sent it through Canada Post, and it never got here. Surprise. Whoops. Nothing against Canada Post. It's just the fact. No, the yeah, you don't say anything bad. I still depend on them. <laughs> they have hitmen. Yes, we love them. We love Canada Post. Canada Post is spectacular. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Hey, what do we got coming up, Eric? Well, I'll tell you. Coming up in the newsroom, Apple's shares fall in light of lower iPhone 5 sales expectations for the first quarter of 2013. I actually wrote a check the other day, and I wrote 2012 and had to scratch it and initial oh, yeah. it. There's a new pill-sized imaging device can help doctors detect a precancerous condition much earlier than existing techniques. <laughs> and Firefox. Whoever is, whoever is sending Eric a text right now. Yeah, I'm sorry. Later, please. I may turn the wireless off in a second. Yeah. Firefox OS-based smartphones are coming this year to the low-end market. Wow. And it looks like it's time to say goodbye to Windows Messenger. 
Stick around for these stories what? and others coming up later in the show. Hey, that's big news. Okay, what else have we got coming up? We are going to be uh, giving away another prize, and tonight it's a big one. A big one. How much do you pay for your phone service? Like 60 bucks a month kind of thing? <sighs> Probably. 800 bucks a year kind of give or take? A pile. How would you like a free okay. year of phone service? Okay, yes. Thanks. You don't have to bother with watching. He's That's giving it to me. That's just the base service, right? We're also going to give you a free year of long distance anywhere in Canada or the United States. So make sure you stick around. We're going to be giving that away in just a few moments' time. Also, we've got a, a, an awesome interview tonight. We are going to be talking to Gerald Setz, and uh, he is from Austria and going to be chatting with us about his API so that you can secure up your contact registration forms on your website. And we're going to show you how that is done. Uh, we do have to take a really quick break. Gerald, I know, is standing by. Gerald, we're going to come right to you in just a few moments' time, and uh, we will be right back. That, was, that was with a hard G, not a soft G. Come on. Gerald, yes. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Sorry. Sorry. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm here. <laughs> He's the one laughing on the other end of the line. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to be back with Gerald right after the break. At EcoAlkalines, we believe you should be able to trust your batteries not just here, but here, here, and here. But with one exception, you should also be able to trust your batteries here. EcoAlkalines are the world's first and only certified carbon-neutral battery manufactured to the highest standards of recycling and quality, without any trace amounts of harmful chemicals like mercury, lead, or cadmium. EcoAlkalines provide performance that rivals leading national alkaline battery brands at a comparable price. Find out more about the EcoAlkalines difference. EcoAlkalines.com this is Category 5 Technology TV. Welcome back, and uh, we can be found at Category5.tv. Tonight, we're going to be looking at uh, we're be looking at some things from a coder perspective, which I think is going to be a lot of fun for nice. us. For you as viewers, I mean, hey, stick around. We've got prizes for you and some fun stuff to learn as well. But uh, we're here with Gerold Setz, and Gerold is joining us from Austria. Gerold, it's, uh, it's fantastic having you on the show. Thanks for joining us tonight. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. Uh, what well, the reason that we've got Gerald here with us tonight is uh, we're going to be looking a little bit later in the show. We're going to be securing up or, or making a little better a contact form, or you okay. know, when you create in PHP a form that allows people to register or download a trial version of software from your website. Sometimes you know there, there's this thing called ten minute mailers and uh, and those disposable email accounts that can be a real headache for people who are you know creating registration systems and things. They're good for you as a user because you like to protect yourself. You like to keep yourself kind of uh, anonymous, right? Yes. But for somebody who is selling or creating a service and, and needs to be able to send you information or let you know that there's you know a discount on the product or something down the road, it's important that you give a real email address to those people. I'll give you an example. Here at Category 5 Technology TV, we love for you to register on our website. That's important. The reason for that is it allows us to in incorporate viewer points and things like that, ways that we can uh, create incentive programs. And, and we can also, what can we do? We can email you when you win a prize. I never get any emails like that. A couple of you have received emails <laughs> like that this week. Hey, you know, I, I give you stuff. Yeah. Have, have a pen. I've it's got a, a nice, cold a cup nice of pen. coffee here. It's great. <laughs> Thanks. With these 10-minute mailers, they're handy because sometimes you want to sign up for something that you're not too sure is legitimate. But when you're sure that something is legitimate, it's important to use a real email address because that company may need to contact you. 
Category 5 is one example. You know that we're trustworthy, we've got our privacy policy, and we're not going to give out your email address. Another example is that I sell software uh, as part of my profession. And we do offer a free trial that people can download, and it's important for us to be able to do that because I want you to evaluate our software, and I want you to be able to say, you know what, this is good software, I want to I actually use this, I want to purchase it. So when you go through the trial process, I say in the form, I say I need your email address because I need to be able to contact you when your trial is coming due. I need to be able to say, here's a link. All you have to do is click this link. I'm going to give you 10% off, and you're going to be flying with a full version of that software. So if you use a 10-minute mailer, you get the trial, but then when I try to email you back and say, okay, now I need to follow up, you've only got a 30-day trial. It's going to expire in, in 10 days. All of a sudden, my there you are, unreachable. My hands are tied. I can't help you. I can't hook you up. You're going to go on to Google. You're going to try to find somewhere else to purchase it, and you're going to buy it through someone else, and I've lost money even though you came to me first. So it's not really fair, is it? Uh, so it's, it's uh, sometimes about the loss of money. When you're a programmer, you build a site, and you say, you know, I need to collect this email address for a reason. There's a reason that I'm collecting your email address. I'm committed as a, as a broadcaster and as a web designer I'll use the phrase webmaster just because I want to use it. Yeah. That's awesome. Blast from the past. <laughs> um, so let's say I'm your webmaster and I need to collect that email address because it's important for me yes, to be able master. to. Yes, master. Yeah. It's, impo- <laughs> it's important for me to be able to contact you when, when need be. So that email address is, is part of that process. And it's also part of a handshake agreement when you sign up for things that, hey, you know, you are a legitimate person, right. a real person. And so there's a flip side to this. As a programmer, we recognize that most of the time, and Gerald, you may know even better than myself, but it seems that a lot of the time if I get subscriptions and trial downloads from 10-minute mail or email addresses, a lot of the time these aren't legitimate users. These are people who want to take, a, a, take something and, and not be a part of anything. They're, they're maybe downloading a trial. I've even seen it where people will download a trial and sell it and then they've basically sold a trial version of software using a 10-minute mailer, and I can't contact them, I can't issue licenses or anything. So I think that becomes a, a big problem as well. So that's the flip side. Not only do we need your email for, for the service and for the product, but also I think uh, it, can be, it, can, it can be a red flag for us. Is that not true? It can be a red flag for us as programmers that if it's coming from an illegitimate email source, we know that it's quite likely that this person is trying to defraud us or scam us out of something that is rightfully ours, our, our, our money. or yeah, Your problem. money and the, the fact that you're offering a service and you mm-hmm. expect to be able to get legit contact information from somebody. Yeah. And you're assuring them that you're not using it for, uh, you know, to, to get them on any spam lists or anything. That's the thing. You know? Yeah, and that's why I they want that kind of an assurance out of you. And trust the companies that you're giving that email yeah. address to. So when you give your email address to Category 5, you know that you can trust it. I'll, I'll get Eric, I'll get you to bring up the chat room in case there's any feedback uh, from the chat room. Other, re- other reasons that you may want to give your email address out. And Gerald, I'm going to throw it over to you because what Gerald has created is something that is just an awesome add-on for any web developer who's concerned about this particular issue. And it doesn't concern everybody. I mean, um, it, it, it really concerns those who legitimately need that email address in order to either turn a profit or to be able to um, contact that user. In our case, we, you know, it, it can fill our database. 
know, there is that. There's spiders and bots that go out onto the web and subscribe and subscribe and subscribe. Register, register, register using these fake email addresses and here's one way that we can weed them out is through Gerald's API. So Gerald, it is fantastic having you on the show. Thanks for joining us tonight. I'll uh, let you kind of introduce yourself and what it is that you've created and, and what brought that about. Yeah, thanks, Robbie, for uh, inviting me. I'm, I'm really excited to, to contribute to, to your show, to the show number 278, I guess. Yeah, that's right. Um, so it's, uh, it, it seems that you're pretty um, successful with your show and with your colleagues. It's, it's, sure. So it's nice to be invited uh, in, in such a show. What, uh, yeah, you already uh, mentioned that my name is uh, Gerald, and uh, I think the main reason to be here today is uh, to introduce you a little bit to, to what I created. And uh, I would say everything you, you said before, you mentioned before about disposable email addresses is completely right. Uh, if someone uses a disposable email to subscribe somewhere, then you can't be sure where I would say at least 99% that this will not be a user that will uh, that will use your service uh, in a way that it is meant to use and that it will be become for example a uh, paying user. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's relatively hard to find out if someone subscribed with a disposable email domain. Why it's complicated? Um, Basically, it's complicated because there are a lot of different domains out there. Mm-hmm. For example, uh, if you use um, a very popular service like Mailinator.com, there are more than 300, maybe are uh, about 1,000 domains that you could use to use this Mailinator service. Yeah. And as a as an ordinary user, as an ordinary uh, webmaster, to to be in uh, your uh, annota- connotation, and uh, using your words is. That the problem is that you simply do not find it out. You cannot you cannot find out usually by yourself uh, if a domain is legitimated or not, because you need a response in the second in, in the same second as a, as a subscriber wants to be subscribed to your service, mm-hmm. and that means that you need to have a lot of domains checked before. Right, and I'll be honest, Gerald, I have tried it. I created something that I. You know, I scripted a long time ago and tried to continually be putting in these mailinators and 10-minute mails and, and all these things. And so every time a new one would spawn up, I would add them to the list. There's a bad list, right? That's right. They keep popping up. There's, there's a new one every day, it seems. Like, it seems as soon as I think I've got them all, somebody just goes and finds another one that they can use to get into my service without, uh, without a legitimate email address. So how yep. do you propose or how does your company propose to solve that problem for the web designer? Or we'll call him the webmaster. <laughs> okay. Um, so my, my proposal is really to use this API. Uh, the reason is to have a, as, as you mentioned, to having, having a local blacklist, you will always be a step behind your, uh, your users or your spammers. Uh, if we do it in, uh, with this centralized API where I collect or my colleagues are collecting uh, the domains and checking the domains to be sure not to have any, any, any wrong entry, any false positive in this list, I think it's, it's really the, the easiest way for any webmaster. Because to be honest, uh, Blocking disposable email addresses is usually not the main work of a webmaster. There are mm. 
other things they have to do and that's why i think this is really a very a very small part of the should be a very small part of the daily work of a, of a webmaster and that's why i propose not to start using uh, a local blacklist while if you like to do why not you can you can have a local blacklist and check only against my service if the if the, the um, used domain is not in a list hmm. at, at, at the moment that. A couple of interesting yeah, points there, Gerald. You mentioned about spam, and I thought, you know, that's another legitimate reason that people use 10-minute mailers is because they want to register for a forum, for example, or a message board, and they don't want mm -hmm. to give out their real information because they're going to say something nasty. So they use yeah, right. one of those right. fake email addresses, and, and they can subscribe. They authorize it, and then it disappears. Say they're nasty. Mm -hmm. thing and, you know, so it, it's another, that's another good example. And interesting to say, yeah, you could control through... Uh, through uh, your own local list and your own local kind of checks. And then if everything checks out, throw it over to your service and say, okay, well, now what do you say about it? So on your end, who, who is it that, uh, you know, do you have, you know, a, a slew of programmers that are sitting there finding all these websites? How is it that your service is able to find all these new 10-minute mailers as they pop up? Yeah, first of all, I have a huge list of domains currently. So I already checked approximately 10 million uh, different and frequently used domains. This is one huge benefit compared to, um, to let's say, to an ordinary webmaster. Because if you look at your, for example, at, at your uh, hit rate of your, um, of your service, you will find out that there are some domains that are used frequently, like uh, gmail.com, yahoo.com, and all the subdomains of yahoo.com, uh, yahoo like yahoo.co.in, for example, or .ca. Yeah. But there are also a lot of, and I would say it's approximately at least uh, 70 or 80 percent uh, on most sites, and that uh, you find out that you never have seen the domain before. So you need to to find out really in this in this second if this is legitimated or not. So one right. benefit of my uh, of this centralized um, API is that I know a lot of a lot of domains, and I had the chance already to check if the domain is legitimated or not. And uh, I do it on on several ways. At the end. Every single domain that, that is flagged from my uh, from my analyzing service as possibly a disposable email domain service uh, service domain that provides such uh, services, then I look to it manually and add it to the blacklist or say, okay, no, this was was a, uh, this was happened mistakenly by my analyzing services and this is a legitimate domain because okay. what 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 i always really try to to avoid is to have any false positive in a list because uh, nobody wants to block a legitimate user mistakenly right. so this is one 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 point of quality that uh, that's really really good on, on our side i would say so for you to be able to receive these domains and to be able to see uh, now you mentioned that in order to determine whether a domain is legitimate or not you're seeing what your system spews out to you as being, you know, it's already weeded through all the domains that have been sent to you that day and says, okay, these are the ones that I think might be illegitimate. So then you have to manually go through and say, yeah, that one is bad, that one's bad, that one's okay. And, that's and so that's on, right. Right? So, so everything, it sounds like everything has happened transparently already by the time my site ever sees that email domain. But it makes me wonder, uh, for the viewer's sake, what is there? What is in place as far as privacy? Am I sending you email addresses as they are being processed, or what happens there? 
No, I'm 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 really not interested in in collecting any email addresses. Uh, the only thing I'm interested in is collecting domain names. So my service does not ask you for uh, for submitting email addresses. I, I only want to see the domain, and you will also not get an, uh, a correct answer if you submit email addresses. So you get a, get an error message that this is not a, um, not not really formatted as a as a domain. Um, so yeah. I just want to collect domains. Right. Okay. If the if if I if I see the domain for the or if my API sees the domain for the first time, you get usually a, or you get an okay response so that we do not block it, and oh, then after a couple of minutes it, it will be will be analyzed and yeah. then checked manually. In so addition, that's that's good to know. So if if you're unsure if the system is unsure, it will still allow that one through. So it may happen once in a while that I'll get a, a false negative. But in so doing, you're basically eliminating the chance for false positives. That's right. So this is not. Uh, it's really a, a, a blacklist kind of uh, kind of answering, not a whitelisting, because okay. a whitelisting will not make any sense. Right. Now, some people in the chat room I saw there are, are wondering about the technology, the underlying technology, how we connect to this service. We're going to be looking at it a little bit later on, but uh, but uh, we can certainly touch on the fact that we are using you know JSON and uh, and PHP uh, serialized arrays. You're able to return as plain text, I understand as well. Uh, so the, really, it's a it's an all round solution that we can use for uh, for any kind of service. Is that right? Uh, yes, you can use it for any kind of services, and uh, if, if it if it really be the case that you need, for example, an XML response, and I do not have implemented it yet, it's only a matter of of some days to implement it because the the underlying uh, database is already there. So it's only only kind of how to format and how to how to hand over the information to to my users. Very That's good. it. Uh, this is uh, Category 5 Technology TV. We are talking to Gerald uh, Setz, who is joining us from disposable uh, email addresses. I is it called blockdisposableemailaddresses.com with hyphens in there? But uh, block disposable email addresses, that's what you need to know. Now, we, just because that's, you know, the domain, uh, blockdisposableemailaddresses.com with dashes and everything, hard to say. Here you go, cat5.tv slash badmail. Bad mail. Bad mail. <laughs> All right, just remember that. Cat5.tv slash bad mail. We're going to get you hooked up. Uh, and you can get uh, basically your first 200 queries a month absolutely free. Um, so love the uh, the model here. Now, Gerald, we'll talk a little bit about the cost of this thing because, you know, we're, I, I was mentioning to you before the show that I really like the way that you've set up your, your, your pricing um, kind of, you know, your tiered pricing. And, yeah. and that is, just so the viewers understand... Basically, your first 200 queries per month are absolutely free. So that means for small small blogs, small websites, you know, and keeping in mind that, as Gerald had mentioned, you can run your own checks first, and then if it goes through everything there, then you can send it over. And, and so you could have already eliminated stuff before it even gets to forwarding over to the API. Uh, but uh, what happens is, is the more queries that you create, the more... Uh, you know, the basically it's tiered pricing model. So because of that, it ends up that, you know, if you're just a Joe Blow user running a blog, running a news site, you can use it and it's absolutely free. And then as you start making money because you're getting hits and the idea is you're going to make money off of banner ads or whatever, uh, get some Google ads in place and you'll be able to offset that cost easily enough. So uh, where should, I guess we can just really send people to your website, uh, which as you see at the bottom, there's cat5.tv slash badmail. Uh, is what we have set up for you, Gerald. Um, uh, thanks. 
for what uh, you know, for we're, we're talking a little bit as programmers and and saying you know we can use PHP, we can use JSON, we can use XML responses, whatever else to to get the data back from the API. Uh, what about uh, somebody who's not a programmer? Let's say they've got a WordPress blog. I uh, used blog as the example. Uh, what kind of options are there for them? Yeah, our, um, there is a, the, the good news is that, uh, for example, for WordPress, there is um, out-of-the-box solution already there. So you can find on my on my website a link to um, uh, to different plugins, like for WordPress, for example, that I, I did by myself or we did by ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are also some, uh, let's say, uh, user contributed modules here, like for uh, PHP BB, so for the uh, oh, yeah. forum software, for also the very popular forum, forum software. Yeah, great. Yeah. And also for uh, Drupal, for example, for uh, vPaletin, for Django, which is a, a Python interface, and some others. And um, the, the good thing is also that uh, most of my users, if they create something, they tell me, and I put it on my website so we yeah. can we can spread it around. Very good. Uh, and. Yeah, and the other way to implement this, as you mentioned before, is if you're a, do- a developer, uh, most of them are they they know how to use a JSON response, for example, right. how to how to form the the, the, the query. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's really it should be it should be easy for everyone to access the service and and the the information. Right. And one more one more thing regarding the mm-hmm. regarding the the free uh, the the two hundred queries that are free per month per user. Yeah, uh, you you you. You can imagine that if you have 200 queries, it means that you have 200 possible subscribers a month. And having 200 new subscribers a month is really, really, I would say, a huge number. Yeah, because you absolutely. do not you don't check against the service on every single login, but only if there are uh, new users. And this is really, uh, really a high number, I guess. Because yeah, having I'm, 200 I'm expect- new... new yeah. <clears throat> If you're running like a WordPress blog and there's 200 people registering on your blog, yeah, month, that, that, that's a huge that number. Does seem high, yeah, um, yeah, very cool, very cool stuff. I have a question here in the chat room. Yeah, what's up? Is the uh, API using uh, SPF and or DKIM? That'd be a question for you, Garol. A uh, question for me, but. Um let me see SPF or DKIM. No, it's not not using it um, because. So SPF is a technology. I don't know if everybody knows, but uh, SPF is a technology. Uh, it's a standard policy framework. It's the name for it, and it's usually to find out if um, uh, if a particular IP address of a mail server is allowed and legitimate to send emails with a particular domain. Uh, so this is not what I do because this is not a focus. So I I really focus only only on detecting disposable email addresses. Okay. This is the this is the only thing. And, and that kind of brings us to where we were. So it's not we either. <laughs> right, but that right. brings us to where we were mentioning about how you would kind of create, and Gerald touched on this, you would kind of do your first, you know, you do your own mail checks anyways, because you're not going to send, you're not going to allow people to subscribe through email without first cleaning it up anyways and making sure that it's good to go. And then send the query over to this API system, and that's when you get that response back. 
So really, it's it's an additional thing. We're going to actually, I'll just mention, Gerald, that uh, tonight we're going to have something new to add to your website because we're going to be taking a script. We're going to be using the new Easy API. And with that particular uh, API, we're going to be able to create something in PHP that's going to allow you to add this to your PHP site. So if you're a bit of a developer or if you just know a little bit about PHP and you want to learn how to do that, we're going to be doing that tonight. And that'll be something that you can add to your site if you like, Gerald. And uh, that is going to uh, show you a little bit about how We've already done a little bit of processing anyways using PHP's built-in um, syntax checks and things like that. And then we're saying, okay, yeah, it, pass all, it passes all these checks. Now we're going to throw it over to Gerald's system and see what his system says, whether or not this is a one-minute mailer or disposable email account of some kind. All right? Mm-hmm. So if there are any questions, of course, leave <coughs> us in the chat room. I know, uh, you know this is pretty new to a lot of you. And uh, we'll we'll be very excited to uh, to field those for you this uh, just after uh, after the uh, after the feature tonight. After the feature. Well, we're going to be looking at it very very shortly. Get old. Really appreciate your time tonight. Love your service. Love what you're doing. I think it just it takes what I do, which is try to weed out the malicious and fake and script bot users and get them away from my database and focus on the real users who want to subscribe to my services. And I think that what you're doing really, really helps to be able to do that effectively. And so we thank you for that. Uh, what you're doing is great. The, the API performs very well, and we're excited about it. So I'm, I'm happy to have you on the show tonight. We're happy to be, uh, be able to support you in that way as well. So. Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks again for invitation. Thanks for the for the positive feedback. It's always always good to hear. And uh, what's really exciting is that uh, if I look to my to, to our user base, it's really really nice to see that the service is used uh, worldwide. In the meanwhile, like from uh, Canada, Canada, mm -hmm. uh, like from the U.S., uh, from uh, different countries in Asia, from Africa, from uh, all the northern countries like uh, Sweden, Norway, and also the interesting thing is to see. Who really uses it? Not only the uh, the country where the, the queries are uh, originating from, but also to see for what what different services are, are out there. And, yeah. and I couldn't, I never imagined what services um, have this high number of, of queries and and the, and the need not to have illegitimate users. So it's it's really really uh, it's really interesting to see. If you if you look at my website, I have a, uh, I, I think you you have already seen a, a short presentation. I think in eight slides, mm -hmm. which is hosted by by SlideShare, where I listed some uh, some some branches, uh, some industries that are using that are using the service just to just to get an idea uh, mm -hmm. um, who who could need it. So it's it's really it's really nice to see that uh, that this uh, that this project is spread all over all over the world yeah, in the meanwhile. It's, and it's, what a what a kudos to you to have created something that people all over the world are saying. You know what? We needed this. You're doing a great job of it. You're making it happen, and it works. And it's cutting yeah. down on on the spam on our website. So thank you very much. And uh, again, an encouragement for our viewers: check out that website at the bottom, uh, just below. Get all there. Cat5.tv/badmail. And when you go to that website, uh, check out the presentation that he mentions, and also uh, some of the API examples and all that kind of stuff. Get all. Thank you for being here on the show, and uh, have yourself a great night. See you later. Yeah. Take care. This is Category Five Technology <coughs> TV. I'm your host, Robbie Ferguson. Thanks for joining us tonight. Eric Kidd. Hey, I'm Eric Kidd. Man. And this is Category5.tv, and it's a member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. And the International Association of Internet Broadcasters. So what do you think? Time for news? 
Take it away. Let's do the news. Here are the top stories from the Category 5 TV newsroom. Shares in Apple have fallen 3.5% after reports suggesting that orders for the iPhone 5 have been lower than expected. Since it released the iPhone 5 in September, Apple is reported to have cut its orders in half for the display panel featured on the phone for the January to March quarter. The reports seem to be confirming that demand for the iPhone has fallen in the wake of increased competition. Doctors have made a pill-sized device that can take detailed microscopic images of inside the gullet. It is hoped the U.S. technology could become an easier way of screening people for a condition called Barrett's esophagus, which can lead to cancer. Unlike current imaging techniques, the device can be used while the patient is conscious. It takes only a few minutes and is said to take some of the best images ever seen for this purpose. Hmm. The hope is that the device could help doctors work out who is at risk and detect cancers at a potentially more treatable stage. Smartphones developed by the creators of the Firefox web browser are expected to be launched in Europe in 2013. Chinese phone equipment marker ZTE said it was working with a European wireless carrier to sell Mozilla's Firefox OS-powered phones. ZTE chief executive Cheng Lixin... Sounds right. Yeah, I'll go with that for now. Also said the phones could be marketed in the U.S. this year. When finished, the phones will compete with Google's Android, but only at the lower end of the smartphone market. That's interesting. I, I had wondered with some of the announcements that are going on with regards to Linux making its way to smartphones with Ubuntu and yeah. Mozilla. Uh, what, where did that leave Mozilla? Because they had just made the announcement, and then Ubuntu comes out, and Ubuntu's a big player. So, you know, it's where was that going to leave them? It sounds like it's a different a different level of... Going for a different market, sure. Yeah, going for the, yeah. the lower end market, which is very cool. I thought Linux on the mobile could mean lower end stuff being cheaper, being faster, being better because it's cheaper because there aren't the licensing and the patents and all that kind of stuff to deal with, so could be uh, could be real promising. All right. I'm really excited about what we're going to see. Microsoft is switching off its Windows Live Messenger service on the 15th of March. Oh! Well. I still use MSN like crazy from Pigeon. But I still use it. <laughs> On that date, Messenger logins will no longer work and users must turn to Skype, said Microsoft in an email sent to all Messenger users. The email also encouraged users to update to Skype and familiarize themselves with the service before the switch off. The service switch is a consequence of uh, Microsoft's acquisition of Skype in October 2011 for $8.5 Hmm. <sighs> I don't know if that's... Oh, it's in dollars. You can get the full stories at Category5.tv Newsroom. The Category5.tv Newsroom is researched by Roy W. Nash with contributions by our community of viewers. If you have a news story that you think is worthy of on-air mention, email newsroom at Category5.tv. For the Category5.tv Newsroom, I'm Eric Kidd. Thanks, Eric. Tonight's show is brought to you in part by Cordery Electric. You can find them at www.corderyelectric.com. Also, Netflix. Get your free one-month trial of Netflix at cat5.tv slash Netflix. And I promised it, we've got something to give away for you tonight. A one-year oh. phone service from NetTalk Duo Wi-Fi. We've got this device to Thank send over to so you. Thank you so much. I was going to send it to you, I, folks. Oh. Okay, fine. Can I just be like this that. a second just so I can show them this? This yeah. is cool stuff. All right, we're going to be reviewing this uh, on an upcoming show, but just to give you a quick idea, it is just basically a little phone box that you connect to your internet. Thanks, Spark. You connect it to your internet, you connect it to your telephone. This particular model... NetTalk Duo Wi-Fi, as you can imagine, supports Wi-Fi. So it connects to your Wi-Fi network. You just, you know, you put it on wherever. 
plug it into your phone, it becomes a phone jack. Wow. And it connects you to the inter- to the phone system through the internet. You can call anywhere in Canada or the United States absolutely free. You can get a local calling number and ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for this? Announcing it here on Category 5 tonight. It's been under embargo, it's been top secret. Now we can tell you that the NetTalk Duo Wi-Fi is able to port your Canadian phone number. So if you are currently with another service provider, you hook yourself up with NetTalk, and it, you know, when you work it out, you pay an annual fee. It's like thirty some odd dollars a month. It works out to be, you know, three bucks a month, say, a little bit more than three dollars a month, technically, okay, so. if you're to break it down. And you end up getting free long distance anywhere in Canada or the U.S. You can port your Canadian or United States phone number. So if you've got a current phone number, you can switch it to this device, and you don't have to change your phone number. Because some of the other services were able to do All that in the- certain areas, but oh, not, yeah. not. No, this is. Canada. Wow. And to those in the United States, oh, yeah, we've had porting forever. Yeah. This is new as in today. This, uh, this, is, this is news. This is Canada now has portable phone numbers because of NetTalk Duo Wi-Fi, and we can give that to you. So what I want you to do is go to cat5.tv slash phone. P-H-O-N-E. And when you're there... And sure sign you- the petition saying to give that to Eric. <laughs> sign the petition. Uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm going to get a whole bunch of ballots that say, send it to Eric Kid, send it to Eric Kid. No, I think you want this for yourself. And I'll see what I can yes, do. Yes, I do. Getting you okay. We'll see what we can do. In the meantime, get over to cat5.tv slash phone, cast your ballot. Next week, we're going to be giving one of those away. All right? And, uh, you know, it's... That's a pretty sweet a deal, pretty mister. Sweet deal. And uh, uh, I think we ought to put this back in the box. That looks important. English instructions. Just to be absolutely clear, we're giving you the device and we're giving you one year free service. Absolutely free thanks to NetTalk Duo. So check out more information, cat5.tv slash phone, cast your ballot, and you'll be good to go. I'm just going on record. That's way cool. That is awesome. (laughs) That is way cool. Awesome stuff. Okay. LEI Electronics, Inc. are just fantastic friends of the show here at Category 5 been good friends of the the show uh, ever since we we started this program you'll remember them you'll know them from some of their brands eco alkalines bag to nature liquid image canada the masks with the cameras that's one of their products free play human powered devices ink for dummies talk buds uh they've got just a ton of products that's just to name a few check out their website leiproducts.com and when you're there and if you have any trouble getting there cat5.tv slash eco ECO will take you to Eco Alkalines. You can navigate their site from there. Uh, but uh, they were just uh, they were at uh, the Consumer Electronics Show last week in uh, in Las Vegas, oh. and they sent us up. Uh, our good friend Mark from LEI sent us up a video and just said, "Here's some clips." Just thought you know you guys couldn't make it to the show. Maybe some of your viewers would be interested in seeing a little bit. I mean, he's just walking around with a handheld camera, but a little bit about what the show looks like and and what you can expect next year if you decide that you'd like to head down to the to the Consumer Electronics wow. Show. So we're excited to uh, to display this for you. You're gonna share that with our viewers. We're gonna share that with the viewers. Nice. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna take a look myself as well because uh, it's 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 amazing when you consider the the scale of this show, the the CES uh, down in, in Las Vegas. It's just wow. it's in, incredible. Uh, I just can't imagine the the scale of this thing. So we'll we'll just take a quick break uh, as we uh, as we take a look at the video that Mark sent us. That's not in the budget for us to go down next we're, year. We're, we'll work on that. You know? <laughs> we got a show to do. We're here every week. We never miss a show. We could do the show from there. How cool would it be to broadcast the show from there? It would be cool. 
Send your donation. Start now. Yeah. All right. We'll be right back. Here we are at the Eco Alkaline display at CES in beautiful Las Vegas. What we have here is a brand new technology uh, by HZO. This is a micro uh, film put on an iPad or an iPhone and it's guaranteed not to be harmed by water for up to two years. Phenomenal new product will be coming to Canada sometime in the near future. Now we're entering the Ink for Dummies booth. This is another partner with LEI and we are uh, currently holding the Canadian exclusive uh, uh, to outside vendors. And um, one of the most recognizable brands in the books and cooking. Here's an innovative new company, uh, AEE, that liquid, or pardon me, that LEI will be looking to do some business with. These folks house uh, cameras, uh, point and shoot. They also have remote control cameras, do stadium footage. Very similar to the drone. Here's our rep, Jackie. Their POV comes complete with all the accessories. These are Wi-Fi 1080p POV cameras. This is Eton. This is the Eton booth, and they also partner with the Red Cross. is Aventry and this is another partner with LEI and this is a, a relatively new brand that we've been developing in North America and we've just also started to launch this product line in the United States. We're now in Central Hall and this is the Intel booth. Massive. And the continuation of the Intel booth. Now we're at LG, LG's booth. And this is LG Smart TV Cinema 3D. I'm going to attempt to get some video of their massive screen and uh, see if we can get some video through the glasses. describe but the screens approximately 140 feet wide and you can see the opening as people walking through the opening I'll give you an idea of the scope and size of their display extremely impressive
this is the latest from LG. It's OLED TV, the ultimate display. We have Ultra HD TV. This is now inside the LG booth. It's approximately 50,000 square feet of display space. For the ultimate in gaming, wireless mobile gaming in 3D. Now we move along to the appliances. And here you have smart refrigerators, smart all smart appliances, all can be operated with your iPhone or Android device. LG is becoming a leader in the appliance divisions. Smart washer dryer. up to another major booth and that would be Panasonic. Right across from Panasonic, very impressive. Color your world, TCL. One of Panasonic's claim to fame is the uh, pioneered and continue to promote plasma TV. Now we're inside the Samsung booth and again it's another massive booth about 50-60,000 square feet uh, showcasing everything from TV to wireless to sports. Any recommendation for tonight? Now we're back at Intel, and what we're pictured here is the Intel laptop tree. Wow. That is some cool stuff. The that laptop some... tree blows my mind. This... Ner nerdling heaven. <laughs> I'm like, how can I build a laptop tree? Already programming. Well, do you want some of my old, I've got a several dead laptops i don't home. think those were dead laptops no they weren't I think those were top of the line hey if you're down there in vegas at that show send us a postcard in fact if you're anywhere on this planet send us a postcard we like postcards 
You could send it to Eric. Well, you could send it to Robbie, or you could send it to the gang. But at Category5.tv, Post Office Box 29009, Barrie, Ontario. And that's in Canada, L4N7W7. So... Yeah. Send us your cards and letter. We'd really like to get them. We do love to receive those. We do. We want our first card of 2013. And hey, check out our mobile site, m.cat5.tv. Hmm. There it is. M. And that code. Cool stuff. All right. Are you ready to take a look at the API? I'd love to. Get old's block disposable email addresses api you can find out more cat5.tv slash bad mail all one word check this out i've created a really really quick script for you eric and we can pretend that this is anything okay so we're gonna go robbie ferguson and i'm gonna let's use my email address you're gonna register with a a 10 minute mailer no yeah so notice when I click on register, it says email address is considered good. Registration will proceed. This is just a, a demonstration. Okay. Now watch this. We're going to go 10minutemail.com. We know that that's one of those disposable email address providers. Register. And even still, <laughs> it says that my email address is considered good. Now why is that? Because they haven't been. Well, see, I've, I've created a thing that if somebody mistypes an email address, right, blah, 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 and clicks register, it should, you know, if there's something wrong with that. Okay, you've got a space there. Caught that. Right. But it's, see, like that one, email address is considered bad because, you know, it's, it's not, it's malformed, right? So I've already created some level of check. validation. Yeah. There's a validation on that email address. And let's take a quick look at how that's happening. We're just simply using PHP and we're saying, okay, if it, if PHP's filter var says that, hey, this is a valid email, then, uh, hey, we can say email is considered good, right? But that's really the only check that it's doing. It's not telling me whether or not these are legitimate email addresses. It's not checking if the domain exists. It's not checking if uh, if these are 10-minute um, mailers or not. So let's take a quick look and see how we can actually do this. And we're going to have to jazz our way through this. Um, they can test any email address that they'd like, uh, the viewers, uh, just because the chat room is saying, oh, test this one, test this one. Uh, you can test anyone you like. I'm going to give you a copy of the script at the end of the show, so don't worry about that. Uh, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to actually take my script, which is a really, really simple registration script. It's just a form that if submitted, it post, if there's a post, it's going to say, okay, there's a couple of little, uh, you know, there's a strip tags on each thing so that it's, they're not going to inject some code. And then it just checks if the, if the email address is valid. So now let's say, okay, well, let's, let's actually get on to the API. Let's register on the website. So we're going to bring up a web browser here. And uh, we're going to go to that website, cat5.tv slash badmail. And when we get there, we're going to actually register. Let's see how, how tricky Getold has made this for us. As Don't as go to badmail, M-A-L-E. M-A-I-L, of course, <laughs> cat5.tv. So I'm going to zoom in and click on sign up. And we're going to simply enter our email address. <laughs> Make sure you use a real email address, folks. He'll know. And then check and subscribe. This is a good example of why you need real email addresses because we're subscribing to an API here. So here you go. Okay, so it's asking me for some more information. My name, Robbie Ferguson. My password. Make it strong. Now, what kind of comments do you want to send to Gerald? How about, uh, hi, hello, Gerald. 
and uh, we'll go with that. How is the beer in Austria? Yeah, I'll say I heard of you. Make sure you do this, okay? I heard of your service on Category 5 TV. Uh, that, that would let him know. That's a good idea. So register. And this tells me, hey, check your email to activate your account. So I'll just bring up Thunderbird. I'll do the same. Whatever you're using, grab your email. And there it is. Boom. Okay, big long link. Click on that to activate. And lo and behold, we're done. From his point of view, we're registered, uh, ready to go. So now we want to... Now uh, what do we do? Well, we click on that link that says register our API key, uh, register our server IP to get an API key, rather. So click on that. And let's give him some information. First of all, I'm going to have to find out what my uh, IP address is because that's what he's asking for. So he needed me to log in again, so that's fine. Enter your password that you entered there. Okay. So that was pretty easy as far as signing up goes. Okay, register my new server. I need an IP address. So I'm going to jump into the terminal. I'm actually going to just ping my domain easiest thing to do is I'm going to upload it to category5.tv so ping my domain get my IP there we go copy that to your clipboard and paste it over to uh, to the script there to, to add this the server okay how many queries do you think you're gonna have a, a month I'm gonna just this is just for the sake of an example so I'll just say 50 uh, you can put in whatever you think it's going to be. Keep in mind that 200 are free and beyond that. Uh, now you just want some information. What uh, what website is this going to go on and uh, what are you going to be using it for? As he was saying, it's it's interesting to find out what people are using the script for. So <laughs> Might as well tell them. Here we go. We're showing this off on Category 5. So, Gerald, now you know. I'm going to register this server. And... We need suspense music. Get all, add some suspense music to the website for us. All right, there we go. We've got our API key. How fantastic is that? We're ready to go. Now I can build a script based on that. Here we go. Okay, so I can actually bring that up on my other, other screen here. All right, you ready? I'm Let's ready, willing, and able. Well. Okay, so a couple of things that we need to do. First of all, we need to connect into the API. Now I've got my API key from the, the previous step, leave that open. Okay, so what, what I'm going to do, I'm going to first of all create a function that's going to check mail a little bit more thoroughly. So we're going to go function. This is in PHP, by the way. I'm going to call this check mail. You can call it whatever you, you like. Uh, and we're, we're going to say, uh, we're going to pass along the email address to, to that function. So let's set our domain. Uh, and the way we're going to do that, we're going to parse the email address. So we're going to use an array pop, which is... Uh, now, I'm going to do this a little bit backwards. First of all, I'll, I'll explode that just so that you can see how this is working. So I'm going to go explode at symbol dollar sign email. So what I'm saying there is that I'm actually going to break it apart at the at sign so the, it's going to create an array. Now I'm going to array pop that so that it's only going to keep the last of the email address after the at, okay? So now domain is actually, you know, if I send uh, live at category5.tv, dollar sign domain, because of this command here, is going to become 
category5.tv. So my key, as copied and pasted from the website, I closed Firefox. Let's go over to, uh, let's go back to his website here, cat5.tv slash uh, badmail. Can I Gerald? <laughs> here we go. I'm going to click on sign up. Um, there is no sign in button. Um, now, oh, sign in and manage, it's a little bit different. Uh, I found it hard to find, but if I click on sign up, I can see log in to manage my settings. That is an easy way to get there. So log in now. And that takes me right to my server list. So there's my API key for the website that I've already created. You don't have that memorized? What, my IP address? Yeah, no, the, uh, the API the key. <laughs> <laughs> now we're going to actually enter that into our script, okay? So paste that into dollar sign key. Now we're good to go. My request. Here's where things get a little bit fun because we're actually going to be uh, creating the JSON request to, uh, to the API. And I will paste this onto the website. You don't have to do this all longhand like I'm doing. Block-disposableemail.com slash easy API because I told you I'd show you that new API. We're going to say we're going to use JSON. Uh, that can be JSON, that can be uh, PHP. Re read the instructions on the website. There are some examples there to show you, and I'll show you quickly where that can be found on his website. Under help and usage, you can say easy API, and scroll down a little ways, and you'll see the, the now it's not PHP. If you want serialized, it's actually going to send you, you're going to use serial or text. So JSON, serial, and text if you want to use the easy API. And of course, the full uh, PHP API also includes XML and things like that. So we're just going to use JSON. So that's where you would enter it. You would actually change that to serial if you'd like it to be a serialized array in PHP. I'm going to use JSON, and we're going to tell it what uh, what we're actually going to scan. So first of all, we need to set the key, which we already set. That's our API key. And then slash dot dollar sign domain. So we're actually sending over to get old service we're saying okay check dot block disposable email dot com slash easy api slash json slash my api key which is that long string slash category 5.tv that's what we're sending so you'll notice that because of that explode and array pop we're not actually sending him a full email address so you don't have to worry about your privacy we're not sending an email address we're only saying category 5.tv is it good or is it bad and it's going to respond back and tell us whether it's good or bad so next up, we, we need to actually process this query. So we're going we're gonna to say, okay, we're going to call this response and equals file get contents. That's going to use PHP to reach out to the server through our request. Okay. Now we're going to create a, a, an object from that. So we'll call this uh, DEA for, uh, for disposable email accounts. Uh, equals uh, JSON decode. We're going to actually decode that response. And now we should have uh, an actual working script that has now received the, uh, the information from that service. So if I print R that, let's say I, I exit here. Let's go uh, print R dollar sign. Oh, I need a return there, don't I? Uh, DEA. And let's call it. Um, so we're going to go dollar sign. D oh, I don't need to do it. Yeah, okay. Let's go dollar check mail. Let's do it this way. Check mail. 
You got less than a minute. Hurry up. Well, we're going to go over time. <laughs> we're going to go over time at category5.tv. So you see what I'm doing? I'm just doing a quick test. We're going to actually print out the results of this. Now we're going to upload that to the server. Let's bring this up. You guys don't mind us going over time, do you? So there is the result of live at category5.tv because it's a printer. It says domain status is okay. All right. So that tells me that, hey, Category 5 is not flagged. Yes! All right. All right. So let's actually make our script do this for us. So we'll get rid of that test stuff there, the print R and the return. Sorry, Zoom kind of messes me up sometimes. There we go. Get rid of that. That was just for your sample. Okay. So we've, got the, we've confirmed that the object is created and working. And it's it's connecting out to the JSON. It's receiving the JSON core, uh, object back. So now we have to actually do some processing. We're going to say, uh, for example, we saw that uh, that the request status was set to success. So if dollar sign DEA request status is success, then what do we want to do? Well, then we're going to do another if statement. We're going to say if, and did you notice that from our object, there's something else that's set here. It is domain status okay. Okay, so not request status, but now domain status. Is category5.tv okay? It's saying yes. So here, let's, let's actually do something to do that. So domain uh, status equals now we can do this one of two ways either we can we can start with block or okay you can say okay we know that that's the okay domain but let's actually say okay well the the alternative to that is block so that way okay is kind of by default so uh, now we're this is basically access denied right so we're gonna return false all right else so this is, well, what happens if domain status is not blocked? So now we're going to say, okay, return true. It's, it's a good email address. So that's access granted. All right. So now we've got something that says, okay, let's go through, check the email address. If the domain status is block, return a false response. Otherwise, return true because it's not blocked. So now from there, we can, we can make it a little bit more intelligent. But basically what we want to do is we want to add that to our already existing check. See, it says if filter var email, filter validate email. Okay, so at the end of that, so if it's that and check mail dollar sign email, because we already know that dollar sign email is from post email. So now we're going to run that function and we're going to check it against that email. And now, if I haven't created any, uh, any errors, if I haven't done any syntax errors as I'm talking and typing at the same time, Hopefully it means that uh, things will be good. There we go. No syntax errors. Good. Robbie Ferguson, live at category5.tv. Register. It's good. Everything checks out. Live at 10minutemail.com. Register. Bad. See that? Whoa. So now... That's pretty quick, too. That's simply... Oh, yeah, it's instantaneous. Yeah. And you see that I, I tried... Now, we went a little bit over time because I'm trying to show you how this is done through code. Uh, and we don't often get into code here at Category 5, but I want you to understand a little bit about how that works. I had a code last week. <laughs> <laughs> Cast 
your questions. Get us at live at category5.tv. And, of course, that code is going to be available for you for download on our website, category5.tv. It'll be in the show notes for episode number 278. You'll be able to download it as a zip file um, so that you can play around and, uh, and sign up for an API key and add that to your own code as well. I think it's a fantastic thing, as I was mentioning through the interview, uh, to yeah. be able to just kind of weed those out. And whether or not you allow people to register... Here's the other thing. You don't have to block things just because it says they're from a 10-minute mailer. Maybe you just want to know about it. So you can set a little flag in the database, or you can send yourself an email as the administrator that says, hey, here's a registrant. It looks like they might be trying to pull one over on you because it's a 10-minute mailer. So check into it a little bit. Maybe it will bring up the anti-fraud score a little bit. Things along those lines, right? So it doesn't have to block. It's up to you what you do with the uh, API. It's just giving you the opportunity to know is it good or is it a 10-minute uh, a mailer? Right. So it gives you the opportunity to loosen the screws a little bit or tighten them. Exactly. Got it. So, everybody, thank you so much for being with us tonight uh, here at Category5.tv. Make sure you check us out online, www.category5.tv. We are on YouTube. Uh, Cat5.tv slash YouTube gets you there. And we want you to send us some postcards. We love getting them. Yeah. Eric, it's been fun having you here. It's been fun being here. I think we covered everything. Don't forget to cast your ballots at cat5.tv slash phone. We've got that phone service to give you from NetTalk Duo. Uh, and uh, but you, know, you really need to tidy up your notebook. I've got cords for joy to the world here. Uh, there's, you know. These are your notes. He's thanks to our team, Krista, Rachel, yeah. Miller. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks to you, everybody. <laughs> Get him off the, the set. And uh, thanks to our special guest, uh, Get All the Sets, uh, as well. And find out more about his API, cat5.tv slash badmail. All right, see you, everybody. Have a great week. Talk to you next Tuesday. <laughs>